Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Don't Be Mad podcast. As always, I am one of your hosts, Matthew Rivera, and I'm joined by Jason Elias, as usual. And today we actually have a very special guest, well, two special guests with us, our first official interviewees, and I would love for them to introduce themselves right now. Hey, what's up? This is Ashley, a.k.a. Ash Graphics. Yo, what's up? It's Mira LaFlaga. And it is such an honor, a blessing, a privilege to have you guys here today. They are with us because they wanted to promote a fundraiser that they're going to be a part of in October 19th, Mutants Back in Action fundraiser. It's going to be happening at the Belmont. And the goal here is to raise $2,000 with uh, 25% of the proceeds that are going to be going directly towards the youth center. And guys, just... uh. Give your brief take on this fundraiser, like what to expect, what the people should be looking forward to. Well, basically, um, the fundraiser is going to be a show with uh, a gang of mutants, a gang of performers that we call the mutants. Um, We call them the mutants because they're special, they're outcasts, and uh, they're they're new talents coming up here in Montreal that we want to showcase. And there's going to be a few extra special guests also. And um, basically, as you perfectly um, summarized, we're going to be raising money for a youth center called Oasis des Enfants de Rosemont, which is a youth center that um, takes in kids after school um, that come from um, difficult situations or families are either newly immigrated or low income families. And we're going to be, Miro and I, we're going to be doing an atelier with them. So basically, we want to um, raise money to to put into programs such as the atelier that we're going to be doing. And yeah. Yeah, basically, we're going to make the kids know what it is to be creative directors. Because since me and Ash were both creative directors, we thought it would be dope, you know, to have kids kind of be in our shoes, you know, like how it, how it is to be creatives. Because growing up, like in high school and everything like that, I remember that a lot of people that used to come in, like these guest speakers or these career programs and stuff like that, they used to come in. They're like, oh, you know, you could be a, a police officer or you could be a mechanic mm-hmm. or you could be all these things. And it's just things that I, I, I didn't feel like I personally connected to, mm-hmm. you know. And nowadays it's the new millennium. Kids out there are going out there and making their own path. So I think it's cool that they could see people like me and Ash actually going out there and making our own path, making a living off it, and to kind of just give them another option. So, yeah. That's good. And uh, point of order, we um, just a little quick reference. We went to the same high school. Oh, yes, we did. We, we, went, to, <laughs> we went to the same high school. So I understand what you're talking about when it comes to, like, when we had guest speakers and everything coming in. Like, they didn't really cater to everyone. They catered to, like, a certain amount of people. Mm-hmm. And um, our school... You could say as a quote unquote music school because if that's what it's known for, it did have a very you know high creative thing. But I understand where you're going with that, and that which is which is good because you're bringing a lot of different avenues for different people. Like you know they may people either want to draw, people want to do music, people want to mm-hmm. do all this stuff. And I think when you said the high school thing, it really resonated with me to say like you know this is something more. You have exactly. you guys are bringing something more to the equation, yeah. not just a simple this this than that. Exactly. Yeah. So let's just shoot, talk straight, because I see a lot of your posts on uh, on Facebook and everything like that. How did you two come together 
and come up with this, you know, this dynamic duo, this you could say. Team. Tag team dynamic duo. <laughs> um, it sort yeah, of happened very naturally. Like me, um, I was kind of doing my own thing, you know, like I had a part-time job, but I, I did three years of studies in graphic design and I was kind of like... I took a break after that. There was a CJEP. I took a break for like a year and a half and I was working part time and doing a little bit of graphic design on the side. And I don't know, I wasn't really taking it myself seriously. Um, and then I, I just decided to start taking my work more seriously. And when that happened, me and Miro met like through a business meeting and um, we just started working together more and more because he would use my services and things like that. And we just naturally connected and naturally started working more and more together and learning from each other. And yeah, it kind of grew into something a lot bigger. You don't mind me jumping in. Uh, what was the first project that the two of you worked on together that not necessarily like the very first that you were meant to work together, but the one that where you found that spark where it's like your both your minds were just needed to continue the collaboration. Your collab. Yeah. <laughs> like me and her, we went where we went to. We went up north, I think. And at the time I had this um, at a three millimeter camera, like one of those film cameras. I had one of those. So that whole last year summer, I was just really documenting, documenting my life, you know, every day. I just go buy a roll of film, use that for two weeks, develop it. And I was just like, I was just documenting, documenting my life. And then we went away to like up north, I yeah, think. Yeah, we went to like this chalet. We decided to just go for fun, you know, Yeah. with a few friends. Exactly. And like we just took some pictures and I developed those pictures and we were just going through those pictures. And she was just like, yo, you know, like... These pictures are dope, you know, like, um, let me see what, what I could do with them. Yeah. And then she creates like this crazy like art piece, like with six of the photos and everything. I was like, oh, man, like and we submit that to a few publications that actually got it actually got featured in in the IX John, Daily. Yeah. Uh, IX Daily. OK Magazine. It got featured in John Hopkins as well. Yeah. John Hopkins University Art Magazine. And we're like, whoa, like. Like, we should continue doing this. You know, we should continue yeah. working together. Like, um, no, like, I'm, I'm actually glad you mentioned the camera because I remember I was like going through your site and you have like one section where you, you really break down why you wanted to use that camera and, and talking about how, you know, when we use like our phones or digital cameras, like people take hundreds of pictures. But with you using the analog, it was more about making sure the moments you captured were that special so that you mm -hmm. weren't just taking it yeah. to delete it later, you know? Like, can you go a bit further into that from, like, your own mind after now having this time with it? Like, How do you feel about it? It was just a vibe I was feeling at the moment. Like, I, I don't use it as much as I did before, but it was just, like, I was in a stage where I was trying to kind of discover myself a little bit more, and I was just really kind of anti-everything, kind of anti digital anti-mainstream and everything and i wanted to just go back to the basics of things you know like i had this whole like vibe where i was just into like cds again like looking at artwork like you know remember we used to buy cds and they used to have like those artwork Dig in through the crates you know what i mean like <laughs> kind of just feeling that then when i discovered the camera i was just like whoa you know like it's cool because you have 25 shots so you have to make sure each shot means something, mm -hmm. you know, like you really have to make sure that each shot means something because there's a whole process of you take the picture. You don't know if the picture is coming out well 
then you have to go develop the film. You have to wait like a week or so before you get those pictures. And then you go through those pictures and you're like, oh, you know, this one came out well. This one didn't come out well. And then when you're going through each picture, it's like me personally, I was just like, I was reliving yeah. those p- pictures. So I'll look at that picture. I was like, oh, man, I remember mm. exactly what I was feeling when I took this picture. It's not the same when I take a picture on my phone, you know, like unless it's just one picture I took. Then I could be like, OK, I remember what was going on. But if I took like multiple pictures, it's hard for me to like feel what was going through mm. what I was going through yeah. at that time so well, that's the thing because like one of the things I appreciated about seeing that on the side just seeing those pictures that you took with this camera was it felt like looking at your memory because it's not like a crisp you know like every pixel is a detailed perfectly mm. it's like it's a little blurry you can still see like if there was smoke in the air like you see it mm-hmm. there like it it really gave you a feel of like we're going back with you and it's not just all right here's a snapshot that i just snagged on my camera because it was exactly. like my phone was out you know like i really like that it gave a feel of you almost going backwards and becoming a student of the game because when you do what you do as far as looking at brands and trying to figure out a visual component for it to know that you have that like that type of study towards it and that type of appreciation for it like for me as like my creative side appreciates that and yeah thank you thank you thank you i really appreciate that really appreciate that so i have a question as you guys go throughout montreal because what I see you guys are doing is very unique and different, but in a way seems familiar in the same way. And I wanted to know, what do you think of the Montreal scene of what you guys are doing? Say in your genre, what do you guys are doing in Montreal? Because I don't see a lot of people in Montreal doing exactly what you guys are doing or mm-hmm. or promoting the way you guys are doing. Or Because in my experience, what I've noticed with Montreal artists in any genre, it could be in design, art, music, whatever, they usually do it for a, a little bit amount of time then they quickly change and quickly change to something else always adapting either you know taking example from the states or taking example from even close to toronto or something like that they always try to adapt to them there's never anything unique mm. to montreal how do you guys <clears throat> capture that uniqueness and what do you guys think of uh the montreal scene in general um well me what I've learned a lot through my experience um, of working with Miro and like just learning along the way is that a lot of people, they don't really care so much about detail. Um, their standards are kind of low, I feel personally. And what stands out, what we feel makes us stand out is that we really care about detail. We really care about the little things that make the biggest difference. You know, um, a lot of people like to rush through things and just want to do what the next person is doing. Us, every single project that we do, we're trying to figure out a way to make it different. We're like, okay, how can we make this stand out? How could we make people turn heads? How could we make people feel something with what we're doing? So I feel like, that's not something that everybody has. That's not something that everybody necessarily pays attention to. Um, but for me, um, for both of us, like I feel like that's super, super important. Yeah, like just to add to what Ash is saying, it's, it's just that like a lot of people want to play it safe, you know, and like yeah. and that's that's the main thing when it comes to like working with us. We don't like to play it safe. We challenge like our clients and the artists we work with 
to think outside the box and push outside of that, you know, like it's kind of it's kind of whack when someone comes up to you and they're like, oh, you know, I want to do this. And when we ask why you want to do it, it's because, oh, you know, like, you know, like this person is doing it, you know, so I think it's going to fit for me. But it's it's not true, you know, like the world does not operate like that, you know, because right now what you're doing, you're just doing things that's trendy. You're just doing things that's in the wave and you're not taking the time to discover yourself as an artist so like Mm -hmm. our whole approach me and ash approach is to like help the artists and the people that we work with to help discover their niche and help discover their lane you know and we put a lot of pride into that and we put a lot of emphasis into that you know so i think that's what makes us kind of different but yeah a lot of people in the scene here they don't really think think like that and also like i don't want to bash the scene too much but it's just because um there's no there's no real industry here you know like it's very segregated in a way mm-hmm. you know like sometimes oh. we need to criticize the scene <laughs> we need to hear I the things we're you, doing I wrong feel so you. that we can get it right <laughs> i feel it's very segregated it um you know like um a lot of these industries are run by like um french um white people you know like let's be for real like um mm-hmm. that's what's really going on and like there's a whole language barrier just this whole like snobby type of industry that goes here so like even if you go to the like these big design firms like Sidley Cosette uh, what else there's Cosette and all these bigger ones and if you visit their office you're gonna see that like the staff does not really represent the 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 the, the population of Montreal you know like Mm -hmm. these are big industries that's in Montreal but their staff does not represent Montreal so what is that telling you you know so there's this whole little thing like that and it's kind of discouraging for a lot of people who probably study design and stuff like that and when they graduate school it's hard for them to get a job it's hard for them to because all of them are trying to apply to these big industries and when these um when these big companies are saying no what are they forced to do you know and like what, what a lot of people have to do they have to take the route that me and Ash is taking where it's like, okay, we're making our own lane for ourselves and we're just going to create, we're, we're, we're just going to do it our own way and we're not going to ask for any handouts. And yeah. Entrepreneurship. That's exactly. exactly. 100%. Exactly. And that's that's the one thing that I like about what you guys are doing because, you know, I remember when I first, like when me and Miro were first starting to click and kick it and, you know, with like the whole group of friends that we have and just him being like, yeah, like, this is what I see from myself, but it's so hard to get there because everybody's so stuck in, like, this routine that they have. Mm-hmm. And it was just, how did you get to that point of knowing when you broke out of that box to then take your ideas that you have so fundamentally and have other people who are so routinely doing things a certain way to follow you in that path because I see where your growth is going and I see now you have a lot more people coming with you. Like, what... Basically, what obstacles did you have to go through to finally get other people to notice you breaking out of the box was the right way to go? Well, like, just really kind of surround myself with more with people who think like me, you know, because, like, this journey is very, like, it's hard. Like, mentally, it's very, very hard. Like, like Ash is a witness to this, you know. There's times where I would just wake up and I'm just, like, depressed. I'm like, yo, I don't think this is going to work out. You know, I don't think, like, man, like, yo, I have all these bills to pay. Like, you know, mm. I should be like, yo, screw it, get a nine to five. And then she and, like, a few other of my friends, especially, like, um my partner, O, they're really like, no, you know, this is your journey. This is your path. Keep at it, you know. Yeah. Count your blessings. You know, and it's just really like I'm someone who's kind of like a, I'm a doer. You know, I don't like to talk about and say like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to do like um, my mom raised me to 
be a, a certain way to be like someone who's going to do, talk less and just do. So all these thoughts and ideas I had in my head, like I'm like, yo, I'm going to do them. You know, I'm going to find ways to do it. I know it's possible because there's other people out there who's doing it. And mm-hmm. if there's other people out there doing it, there's no reason why I cannot do it. You know, when I read stories, like, for example, like, you know, like one of one of the most inspiration stories for me is like someone like, for example, like Travis Scott, you know, like I heard an interview and he was like, you know, he was in Houston. He had an old school 98 Toyota, the same Toyota car I drive, Toyota Camry. And he drove all the way to New York. He was living in his car. You know what I mean? Like he was living in his car, making his beats. And he's like, he was practically homeless, you know? And like, look where he's at right now. You know, I'm not even, I'm not homeless yet, you know? So I was like, I could still, still yeah, there. you know, I'm still, I'm still, so I'm still good. I'm still good, you know? So like, it's just really that, you know? And like, and I just want to inspire people, you know? Like I, that's, that's what I live for, you know? And like a lot of people, they probably just need someone to look up to and be like, oh, you know what? he's doing it that mean i could do it you know because if i look at a lot of like my my close friends and people like that there has none of us there's no big none of us we don't really have no good examples of people who follow their dreams and they made it happen you know it's very rare you know like i never had friends like that or anything like that so it's normal for us to all be like oh you know what skeptical about skeptical skeptical Mm -hmm. so like i want to be the person who's going to change that mold who's going to do it as best as i can and uh Hopefully, people are just going to start, once they see that, they're going to be like, oh, man, you could do it, then I could do it. Lead by example. Lead by example, you know, because it's every day, like, you know, I talk to Ash, and yeah. be like, yo. And, yeah, but not to, sorry to cut you off, but like you were saying, like, oh, there's people who are going to follow and whatever. Right now, it's very, it's a very lonely journey because there's not a lot of people who think like us, you know, like we most of the time have to convince people even other people who say that they're artists themselves, yeah. they yeah. they don't even take their own craft seriously, you know. So it's like it's a learn, it's a lonely journey. But like, um, it's, it's really you have to keep a good crowd of people around you, you know, yeah. and people who are just gonna constantly motivate you and push you to the right direction, you know. Like I want, I want to when I when I do stuff. Ash has to be the one to be like, oh, you know what? This is not good. You could do better. You know, like that's the type of people I want to be around who's going to always tell me like I'm not doing it good. Who's not yes man or yes woman, Mm -hmm. you know? I want to ask you a question, kind of like change the tone of a bit. So I personally say it's success that you guys are doing because you guys are doing your way. You Mm -hmm. You guys are enjoying it and you guys are succeeding it. I think that's success in my book. And you guys are growing and growing and growing, which is Mm -hmm. success to me. What do you say to people who... Okay, let's talk about haters, essentially. People that you see, you know, not not necessarily haters, but people who try to impede or stop your progress and you see you're doing or, you know, either have something negative to say yeah. or anything like that. How do you guys handle those people? Um, how do you deal with that negativity? Yeah, how do you deal with negativity? Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, you go and insult people, but how do you just like, because uh, that's what I would do. <laughs> but, but yeah, how do you guys deal with that? And, yeah. and people who like, you know, doubt you before and now they want to jump on the bandwagon. How yeah. do you deal with those people? We deal with that a lot. Like me and my sister actually deal with that. Um, like close pe- family members. My sister's an artist also. She paints uh, Keish JP. You could follow her. We deal with that a lot. Like uh, family members, you know, they don't really understand uh, what our goals are. So it could be very fu- frustrating and it could be sometimes you take it personally but the way I deal with it is that I just see it like they don't really understand they don't understand so I can't blame them you know they have small minds so it's hard for them to grasp 
our bigger dreams. So obviously they're going to come in and be like, oh, but you know, what about this? What about that? Oh, you're not going to make enough money. Oh, all these, um, all these obstacles. They're going to think of all of these obstacles rather than thinking of solutions to mm-hmm. these obstacles, you know, yeah. but us, we, well, me personally, what I have to remind my sister of and what I remind myself of is that they just don't understand. And, you know, like they're going to have to see it when it happens, you know, and we just have to keep going. We just have to keep pushing just to prove them wrong and to show them that, yeah, it is possible because they themselves probably didn't have examples of it being possible. They themselves, they have that mentality that you have to live life a certain way and follow a certain tradition to reach what they think success is. But we don't have those same goals and ambitions. So we just have to we just have to prove prove it to them along the way. Like for me personally, like how I block those haters out is like, me, it doesn't really face me as much. Does it, do I make haters face me, babe? I'm very, no. uh, I'm very well. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah, even sure. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you could get a little emotional. Yeah, I could get, I could get a little emotional sometimes. <laughs> well, if, it's, if it's something important to you, obviously, you're gonna yeah, get emotional. yeah, you know, like I'm very like if someone critiques my work, yeah. Sometimes you take it personal. Sometimes you take things a little too personal. Yeah, I could take things a little personal, but for the most part, like when um when it comes to the like the traditional hater, like I always look at it like what are you doing? You know, it always comes down to that. Like, what are you doing? You know, like, you probably had dreams and aspirations you wanted to do, you know, like the situation that you're in is not the best situation, is it? Mm -hmm. So like, you're trying to downplay my thing. I don't make it phase me at all, especially when it comes to people who are trying to hit me up before and now, and they're trying to hit me up now. The best way to to battle those haters is just to raise your prices. And another thing. <laughs> just remind them they couldn't get in anyway, so yeah. it doesn't even matter. Just raise your prices. You know, before before I was probably charging $500 for, for a photo shoot, now it's close to $2,000. So it's like, that's how I, like, make your maybe. growth. And another thing, like, why would you take advice from someone who isn't where you want to be? Mm. All these people who are hating, like, or who have doubts and they may have good intentions when they bring up these doubts but they are not in the position that you want to reach so why would you listen to them because if you listen to them the only result is that you're going to be where they are where? which is not that far you, you know hear that haters <laughs> exactly. don't you ever fix your mouth crazy talking to these two <laughs> god damn it so yeah you can't be where they are can't you can't make 2000 on a single photo shoot <laughs> you only drop three pictures on a web page you don't know what it's like <laughs> word up word up yeah <laughs> You know what, man? I, I like I like the way you guys think. I like the way you guys push through, man. And for me, my creative side has always been the writing. Lately, it's been more on the editing side than mm. the actual structures of stories. But at the end of the day, it's just seeing people that like do what they love and that they're passionate about and, and they believe in themselves just as much as the people on the outside do or sometimes don't. You know, it's just seeing what you guys are doing, seeing the path that you're creating and, and the fact that now... You're not only just doing it for yourselves, but you're doing it for a good cause with this fundraiser that's coming up. Mm. I like I tip my hat to you guys. I salute you both because it's it's phenomenal. Thank you. When you say writing, are you meaning like more on the copywriting side uh, of things? Or? No, I, I legit was doing a few short stories. Like I, oh, I have oh, some that I'm working on because as one of my favorite professors always told me, writers write. That yeah. simple, you know, like you can <laughs> talk about it, you can allude to it, think about it. But at the end of the day, if you want to be a writer, you got to write. So for you guys as influencers, if, if, influencers, if you want to be an influencer, you got to influence. Mm. And I see that's what you're doing, you know, and, 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 and it's showing in the quality of what you put out and, and the emotion and the energy that you put out. And the fact that, you know, like 
we're here on this podcast, you know, like we mm-hmm. wanted to reach out to you and you actually got to us before we got to you. Mm-hmm. That just shows like the, the type of respect and the energy and, and the creativity that goes back. We just want to connect with people who are serious and people who are passionate about what they do. You know, like it's it's really organic, you know, like me and Ash, like me, I don't believe in this whole vibe of like your followers, views and popularity. Mm-hmm. I, I, I remove myself from that, you know, like I look at the work and I look at how passionate people are about, 100%. about what they do so when i saw when i saw what you guys are doing i'm like wow you guys are consistent i like the topics you know what i'm saying i i know you guys personally i'm like yo you know what i, w- I want to mess with y'all like i i, I don't really care man like respect, i want to mess with man, you some good stuff well unfortunately i was never a writer i just handled stuff from the back you know the background scenes like the black ghostbuster solves everything <laughs> solves everything in the background but um but yeah when you reached out i was i was really glad that you reached out because you know i know you for years and everything like that i see where you've been doing everything like that and it's extremely positive especially in, in the black community to to do something extremely positive yeah. we don't see that especially in montreal you don't see that very often english montreal too maybe french you see it but english montreal you don't see it as often you gotta connect yeah. with Voltron. Yes. <laughs> you gotta connect. You gotta, you gotta yes. Con- you have to connect. You have to, you know, network. And I think that's the 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 great positive thing because even going back to the school thing, you don't see this kind of influence coming from school, like to branch out into these um, other avenues that you can branch out into, and it doesn't usually cater to to us. But that that I can go into a whole <laughs> rant because of that because of school and how it caters people. But yeah, but what you guys are doing are very positive, and I want to see more. Like I want to see you guys continue for like ten years from Definitely. now. Definitely. Yeah, and just keep doing what you're doing. If people hate on you, uh, we will kick their ass. <laughs> speaking of speaking of like wanting to see you do this ten years from now. What is that ultimate goal for you guys? Like, let's say 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. Like, where do you want to see yourself? What's you that? What's the aspiration? I'll go first. Like, like ultimately, like, say five, five years from now, the goal is to really have our own production house. You know, like, we're the ones who are responsible. Like, we have our own team of writers, our own team of um, videographers, photographers. We're making commercials. We're making movies. We're doing ads. We're doing... um, Everything. Products, collaborations. Like, we want to have our own production house, you know? Beyond that, like, I just want to just push my limits as a human being, honestly. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I see myself, like, honestly, like, probably in my 50s, 60s, going to politics, doing a lot of philanthropist work. I just want to, like, push myself as mm-hmm. a human. Like, this is not this is not the end for us, you know. Our goal is not to just, well, me specifically, I'm not just trying to be the best creative director. Yeah. I am trying to be the best creative director, but I have other chapters in my life that definitely, I want to achieve, you know. Like, I, like I really care about, like, I want to do philanthropist work. Like, I find that's really cool you know like i see myself like traveling the world with my kids and just like going to different communities helping build up i see myself like being a politician probably not like a president but like probably like for like a city yes in a city council or something like that but just doing little little things like that and just push my abilities as a human being honestly i like to say like in our if we were to have a biopic this is like 
the beginning of the movie. You know, like so glad to be a part of that. Yeah, exactly. This is the beginning of the movie, and you know, like at the end of the day, yes, we have a lot of material goals, like to have our own production studio and all that stuff. But for me, uh, especially like as a woman of color, like I just want to be a representation and an inspiration for other women. You know, like. Um, there's not a lot of women in the creative scene, especially not a lot of women of color, you know, so I just want to represent that and I just want to inspire people as much as I can and be an authentic, you know, like uh, an authentic example of... of You all say you want to be like a mix of what Kim Kardashian, Oprah... What was uh, it? What, what's that? What's that? What, she has her own melting pot she has going but on. But Kim Kardashian for like the, 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 the popularity, for like the influence. Kim Kardashian yeah. for the influence. Okay. Oprah for like the inspirational, you know, vibe. Oprah should be an inspiration for anybody. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. anyone, doesn't matter who I you are. I have to meet her one day. <laughs> I'm going to meet her one day, Oprah. Yes. But that's what we do a lot, you know. We look at like a lot of like celebrity figures or popular figures, and like regardless if the media bash them or not. We always look to try to take the positive and see, like, what influence do they have? You know, like, what is the influence? You know, like, you know, like going back to Kim Kardashian, you know, a lot of people talk whatever they want about it, but like, you can't deny the facts. She built an empire. She has an empire. People are having credit her mom, who obviously, (laughs) like, her mother is just a really smart manager and and pusher of just marketing skills, but. So, the whole empire built off of sex. Team. Exactly. Oh so we just, we just look. So we look at <laughs> things like that, and we see like, yo, you know, how can we apply that to make us better? Better. How can we apply that? You know what I mean? Like, you could learn from anyone and everyone. You know, like that's one thing I would never stop doing is just yeah. learn from everyone and everything. And it just, um, we're a sponge right now. We just absorb. Mm-hmm. We absorb, absorb, absorb. Well, I, absorb. I can tell that you guys are absorbing because recently you guys did your version of a Gap commercial. Yeah. And we're going to put a link for that yeah, in the description yeah. because, yeah. guys, I'm telling you, man, to see their skill, like to see how they just took something that we all we already know the feel for it, but they made it their own. Yes. So worth the check out. We're going to put that link up for it, you guys. It also shows the effort that you guys put into it because like I was saying before, a lot of people in Montreal don't usually put in that amount of effort that you mm-hmm. guys do into it. And they always end up doing something else and always changing. Um, a follow-up question I had, though, um, you guys said you want to have your own production in-house and everything like that. Yeah. Do you guys envision that happening in Montreal, or would you think you have to go outside of Montreal? Because I know a lot of people, in order for, the, you know, they want to they want to expand or build things big because, because of how Quebec is mm-hmm. and how it limits you, they move out of the, the province to, you know, build up to their brand. Do you guys preferably want to stay in Quebec and, and build that? Well, I see it like we don't really have a choice to venture outside. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I feel like the only time that Quebec or Montreal will really actually give us some type of recognition is if they see that we're getting love from the outside. Like there's a lot of people in Montreal who are super, super talented and they're making all the right moves. But like you don't really know much of them. They don't get the recognition they need. And then it's like when they venture outside and get that attention from outside, everyone's like, oh, they rep Montreal. Ah." But it's like it's only once you venture outside that that happens. So, I mean, and yes, like we want to we want to influence the whole planet. Like I was just saying the other day, like I want to have. Um, a client in every continent on the world and just have some type of influence everywhere in the world, you know? Mm -hmm. So I have a really, like, broad view of where I want to go. But definitely, like, 
I mean, if I could bring it back to Montreal eventually in the future, like, obviously I will. Ideally, yeah. I would love to be in South Korea, man. That's where my energy is. Right lying. next to the DMZ? Right? You don't want to, you're not scared? Nah, I'm not scared, man. <laughs> I want to be in South Korea or, or Japan. You know, I just love their culture a lot. You know, like that whole K-pop and everything, like so colorful, so dope. I just love that. You know, ideally, I would, lo- I would love to have operations. And there. one thing about like, like K-pop, you know, the Japanese scene, like their their style, I feel is so far advanced. Like Definitely. you, you look at everything. Like I feel like they've just completely destroyed the binaries of gender. Exactly, like, I love that. Like to them, it's like if I like it, if it's colorful, yes. or if it's the dark that I want. Like they just rock with it. Word, you know? like, word. Like, I love that. Men wear makeup, women don't wear makeup, but who gives a fuck? You know, like <laughs> men wear dra- dresses, women wear full suits. If they rock with it, they rock with it. Word, you know? It's just word, about word. having your view, your look, your feel, and just bringing that forward. So I can definitely see the both of you in that type yes. of scene because. That's a, that's what you're doing here, yes. you know. Like you're not subscribing to the limitations and the boundaries that are so familiar to everyone. You're beyond that at this point, and and they love black culture like crazy. Oh yeah, they do. <laughs> they do man. Like you watch some of those K-pop videos, and you're just like, yo, you can literally just interchange it with black people, and it's the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Just just go to just go to Caravana in Trinidad, and you'll see how many Asian people. Yo. There's a whole like dance hall movement. I forget where in Japan. Japan. It's crazy. Like they're they're traveling to Jamaica to learn from the best, and they're better at better at it than Jamaicans. Just just crazy. Just don't go to Trinidad when it's when it's not Kendall time. Because crime crime will catch up to you somewhere. (laughs) But yeah, that's that that's great. Like like I said before, you guys are extremely unique, and you're like the first to do this kind of stuff in Montreal, Mm. which is. It's amazing because you know with the amount how big our city is, and you guys are the, like the first to do it. It's yours. It's claimed. It's yeah, claimed as yours now. True. So if anyone does it after, we're like, oh no, it came from you too first. <laughs> and and we'll it's all appreciate it, but we'll appreciate it. But we know where it came from. <laughs> true. Um, so yeah, um, this is a good opportunity right now to say what's on you guys' mind. Like, what do you think? What do you? What's preoccupying your minds today in Montreal or in the world in or general. in general? Yeah, that's so. That's such a broad question. I know. I have. I have. Or, I have or like even better. I could even ask you what makes you mad? Because the name of this podcast oh. is "Don't Be Mad." Yeah. So yeah. what uh, makes you mad? What, what made you mad, mad this week? Yeah. <laughs> what was? Yeah. Hold on. I had like a pet peeve the other day, and I was just like, "Yo, this is my biggest pet peeve ever." Fuck. God, what it was, man. Bad breath. Um, bad breath on the bus. <laughs> A genuine um, pet peeve of mine are slow walkers. Oh my gosh! The worst. I'm the most impatient person, so well, I totally. One relate. thing, one thing gets me. What's getting me mad? I should say it's like, pretty sure it's very common for a lot of people nowadays. It's just that like, everyone is so sensitive, man. Like it's it's it's. Like, we live in a day and time where it's like, you have to be so careful on the things that you say yeah. or anything like that, that people forget context, you know? Like, context is so important, you know what I mean? Like, like we live in a society, like, if, if, if I say he instead of she and it's supposed to be a she, I could get flack for that, you know? But, yeah. like, without me not purposely trying to offend a person yeah. just because I well, just don't I know. The best way yeah. to say it is like we, we live in a society where people 
aren't allowed to not know anymore. Yes. Even though we know for a fact there's no way you can know everything, you know? Like, I can be genuinely confused about something. Like, let's say, you know, the transgender roles, you know? Like, I don't know everything about the transgender Mm -hmm. lifestyle. But yet, if I go out and say, oh, I don't know this, I don't understand it, people get offended as if I'm saying, like, it's a bad thing. You know, mm-hmm. like, you have, like, that type of mentality that's been going around now. The, where uh, the mentality of, oh, did you assume my gender? Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it, it, it's really weird because for people who don't have the understanding of it, they want to understand. And sometimes they'll come out to, like, ask the questions. But in them asking the questions, people take it like they're either being condescending or, or questioning their existence yeah, you, know? you know and, and exactly that yeah. you know and, and just that idea of not being able not being allowed to not know anything yeah exactly. you know? it's such yeah. a weird thing that we're coming from now with the sensitivity true like i can understand why people get offended and things but at the end of the day like you have to kind of be um open to the idea that like not everybody understands you not everybody knows the proper terms to use and the proper things to say like a lot of these things that get people offended are new concepts that we're all learning right Mm. now at the same time and we don't have a good grasp on so it's inevitable that people are going to make mistakes and people are going to say the wrong things by accident not necessarily to offend and like we have to be more forgiving of that in the instances that it's an obvious like mistake, if somebody's like doing something on purpose, obviously you have a right to be offended. But nobody really knows anything, yeah. you know. Nobody really knows the right things to like, say. Like I'm very, I'm very like, I would say it myself, I'm very ignorant to a lot of things because like, there's there's a lot of things I know know because me, I'm I would say I'm very educated, you know. Like I went to college and everything. But, like, most of my information I get from the internet. And when I look at information on the internet, I don't even know if it's true or if yeah, it's you real. Got a, you got a triple, quadruple. I, I, I don't, I don't yeah. know anything, you know. So, like, I always approach things from, like, I just don't know. And yeah. if I don't know, like, educate me on it, you know. Like, that's yeah. my whole approach on it, you know. But I want to ask you guys a question. What's your guys' whole thought about, like, the whole knee thing like the kneeling thing yeah the whole thing about like the nfl well going over to baseball and there was like that whole thing with p i heard even pk suban made a statement like i'm not kneeling yeah (laughs) well i'll start by just reminding people the biggest thing that bugs me about this whole situation now is the fact that we've allowed the people who were quote-unquote offended by the knee change the whole message of the knee Mm. Mm -hmm. you know when kaepernick originally was sitting on the bench during the anthem and he was asked about it he said straight up he's not standing for the anthem because he feels that the disproportionate police brutality that's happening towards black people and people of color and the systemic racism that is happening in the united states isn't representative of the freedoms that they say the constitution Mm. holds for everyone so that came out of his mouth when he was asked about it him being one of the first people to open up about why he sits. And then afterwards, he has a conversation with, I believe it was a Navy SEAL, Mm -hmm. so a veteran. And through his conversation with this Navy SEAL, they come to the compromise of rather than him sitting on the bench to come to the sideline and take a knee. So for him to get that advice from somebody who is held in high regard in the military in the United States 
And for him to come to that point where, okay, I'm no longer going to sit. I'm going to take a knee. I'm going to show respect to the people who fought for our freedoms, but at the same time still take my stand in pressing my message Mm. by taking a knee. He felt that was the compromise and it should have been the compromise that people respected. But now what you're seeing is people are just saying, no, you're disrespectful to the country, you're disrespectful to the flag, disrespectful to the, the military. And the message that he originally put out is completely being twisted and misconstrued mm. by the people who were offended by him simply doing something that they didn't agree with. Mm. Mm-hmm. True. I, I personally have a, a big rant on this. Um, <laughs> it'll be out in another episode though, but it's, okay. it's a huge rant. Um, specific, for hours. Oh, but uh, but I'm telling you, it's a big rant I have, especially when it comes to. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say the cool Ray Lewis, but that that will you guys will hear that. Episode. I saw I saw that on Facebook. You but, made uh, no one to comment about that. But um, my thing is with the knee is um. The knee, okay, yeah, it does help. Um, the NFL players who are doing the knee right now, I'm like, where were you guys before? Mm-hmm. You guys weren't doing anything before, so why are you doing it now? Oh, because everyone is doing it right now. The owners gave the okay to do oh, it. It's not even. It's not even because everyone's doing it now. It's because the shield got attacked. And that's what you need to understand. The owners, same owners who were giving millions to Trump's campaign, once Trump was telling them, billionaires, what to do, now they want to say something. So it had nothing to do with Kaepernick. It had nothing to do with the players that he was disrespecting. It was a simple fact that he came after them and said, like Trump said straight up, don't watch the NFL. That affects the owner's pockets. Okay. That's why the owners now want to stand arm in arm or take a knee and act like they give a damn. It's because he's attacking their money, mm. uh, attacking wow. their money, which was already struggling as far as ratings were concerned. My thing is, is that um, but, uh, but, but I'm really talking specifically to the players of why they're doing it, um, especially the ones who are doing it now. I'm like the people like Michael Bennett, um, Patrick um, um, Peters for um, and um, Colin Kaepernick. They were they're They weren't afraid to lose everything. And they were the first people to do it. Now that you see the now the owners are okay with it. Now these other players are going to do it because now because now what are they going to lose? I remember. I remember. Master say you could do it when when Brandon Marshall on on the Broncos, he literally the following week decided to take a knee after Kaepernick spoke, and he was getting backlash from specifically his sponsors in Colorado. But the one thing I respected about the Denver organization, they said, Hey, we respect all of our players decisions. If they want to do this, they can do it. You know, like you had some organizations that were willing to just say, you know what? We respect their constitutional rights. These are their freedoms. Seattle was one of them as well. So you're seeing right now that these players, once their owners spoke up about it, and there's still a lot of infighting involved because you have the Pittsburgh Steelers who decided not to go on the field at all. Mm -hmm. And to me, I felt like that was a cop out. Mm. You know, if if you respect everyone's rights, the same way I respect the man who takes a knee, I'll res- show respect to the guy who stands up and puts his right hand over his heart. Because mm. to me, that is your right. The only thing I won't respect is if anyone on either side, whether you're taking a knee or you're standing, decides to bash somebody who's taking their stance. Mm. You know, say why you're doing it. Show your respect. And leave it be. When it came to the Steelers, one thing that really pissed me off was you have Ben Roethlisberger, who literally comes 
in afterwards and talks about rapist, how... a rapist, by the way, twice. Oh, I'm getting to that. He, he talks about how he didn't like the way they decided to stay in the locker room to the point where he couldn't get sleep. This is a guy who two times was caught in the act of raping someone. Yet yeah. him not being able to go out on the sideline and stand for the flag, for the anthem... You couldn't give him sleep. <laughs> you of all people should shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, what one final note um, I just wanted to make here is that um, if you if you're really serious about protesting, especially for the knee stuff, just don't play. Because I remember I remember um, maybe last year or the year before there was a college team Missouri. There was something that happened within the team. It was something racial, obviously that happened to the team, and the players said we're not playing until you know the assistant uh, the ad gets fired mm. and it all comes back to money because that that's a college that brings in a lot of money especially tv revenue money and as soon as they said they weren't playing ad got fired and they were able to play and wow. it, that's that's where it comes up it comes down to money which is one part but there's also another part where you know you especially for those young men that you got to be a man at one point and stand in what you believe and don't be afraid to lose what you have because it's like you guys are already coming from nothing what more what more can you lose if you're coming from nothing yeah you're making money now you are surviving without money so don't be afraid to lose the money if you have it true and don't you damn well dare backpedal when that fire comes under your ass <laughs> cuz you know what the only reason people were mad at Ray Lewis was because he went on Undisputed and said he would never take a knee for the anthem. <laughs> then when he's in London, he goes down on two knees and says he was praying. <laughs> Niggas say he was praying. Dude, I'm sorry, but the one thing about the anthem, if you're showing the anthem respect, especially if you're a guy who said you're never going to take a knee during the anthem, you're paying attention to the anthem, you're saying the words of the anthem. You get down on two knees and want to say you were praying during the anthem, that's more disrespectful than if you just took the knee and, and were silent. <laughs> my my whole argument with that is just that like it's 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 crazy you know like i just feel like we live in a time right now where it's like your voice is so important and it's like it's funny seeing like these people of power these celebrities these icons whatever they're being controlled you know a lot like for sure a lot of these people want to speak up but they're scared to lose yeah. this endorsement this sponsorship and everything so you know like even today i was even like I saw this little article and they're saying like um, the NBA even issued out like a like a memo to all the owners of the team yeah. and they're actually kind but, of warning the players from taking like yeah, making sure. Yeah, but that, that, that was a rule there for like yeah. years, like yeah. 10 years, over a decade. They had that rule for like a long time. Yeah, it's not which, a new rule. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not a new rule or anything like that. But um, but yeah, like, like I was saying with you guys especially because you guys work for yourselves so you guys are not afraid to you guys don't really answer to anyone but yourselves and you have a responsibility to yourself to like you know build your brand up players like them who have a boss or boss as like how do you say it they they have people to answer to I get it I understand that you know some of them are scared they don't want to protest and everything like that but at, there's a point in your life where you know what you have to say this is wrong this can't continue and everything like that I'm like the advocate of, of I'm a, the person like, you know, I think that everyone should be able to work for themselves, mm. like build your own brand, like you guys are doing, build your own brand and you work for yourselves. And if you feel more accomplished when, you know, you see your thing that you built go up. Yeah. And I think um, I'm not sure if the NFL is ever going to get like that because, you know, the fan base is huge and everything like that. But 
it's kind of telling to where where it is right now and where it's and how it's going to change. But um, as to Ray Lewis, that CTE is strong, boy. I'm telling you, <laughs> CTE is strong in his head. But don't worry, I will have this epic rant for Ray Lewis soon. So do not worry about that. I, you guys are going to hear it. <laughs> Look, as I I have continuously said, as I as I said as I started this conversation, you know, it's just about remembering the original message. They want you to forget the original message and make it about just this disrespect towards mm-hmm. country, nation, anthem. That's not what it is. It's never been about disrespecting that. It's always been about fighting for the injustices that are happening against co- like people of color disproportionately. That's what it's been about. Mm-hmm. And it's remembering that. Like I know a lot of people that have been on the Black Lives Matter side of things and now they're on the take a knee side of things just remember whenever you're whether it's small conversation or if you are the type of person who argues on the internet keep it on message remember to keep it on message if somebody tries to steer you away from message you tell them what the message is and if they keep ignoring it you ignore them like it's that simple because the last thing we need to do is talk in circles and run around the bush about what exactly it was that brought us to this point right now it's the original message so true epic rant done whoa so true we're dropping mics here that 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 that, that just changed (laughs) the entire mood of everything like i was was actually thinking about aliens this this morning (laughs) know that video we were watching the top fives video yeah no it wasn't about it wasn't about aliens it was about like the website it was about the deep web (laughs) and stuff like that i don't know like i'm into big i like conspiracies and stuff like that like we like to watch like videos about like aliens yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. People being abducted and stuff like that. Like, I believe in alien when I see it. <laughs> what? You don't believe in aliens? Yo, soon enough, man. <laughs> soon enough. Uh, I don't say I don't believe in them. I'm just saying that. When I see it, I'll believe it. I don't think anyone's advanced. I don't think enough. you're gonna see it. I don't need to see it. No, we are dumb enough to not know if they are here right now. Yeah. <laughs> like a big thing, like I hear a lot is that like the technology that we have now. What is it? It's like uh, we watched. We were watching this documentary, and they were saying that we're a hundred years behind technologically. Like we could have advanced way more than oh, we yeah. have. But there is all the C- the CIA have all the have all the some dope stuff. Technological basically. advancement that they're keeping well, from us even... because <laughs> because we could be uh, like uh, self sufficient, like have um, we don't need to rely on like fossil fuels and things like that. Yeah. But because it brings in so much money and there's so much people who have a lot of power who control all of, all of this stuff, um, like they're they're trying to stop us from getting to the point where we don't need them anymore well look we we know back in the 70s they had a car that ran on water (laughs) where are the plans for that car now where's the man who invented it he died that's what because they know exactly (laughs) they don't want this planet to be self-sustaining they want it to be reliant that's the problem it's very sad because now it's a shame you're seeing like the consistency and hurricanes once a week Week, yeah. The earthquake that happened in Mexico, volcanoes erupting that hadn't erupted in over hundreds of years. It's, so scary, That's, yeah. it's directly because of what we're doing, man. It, it's all the drilling for crude oils. It's it's the way we emissions, just the way we treat this planet. Mm-hmm. It's coming back to haunt us, and we're seeing the effects of it. Mm-hmm. Like, look, it's the end of September, and we've 
what, two days ago started getting fall weather? Yeah. Like we had, Crazy. what, a good two and a half, three weeks where it was almost 40 plus every day? Yeah. That that makes no sense. It's scary, and they're predicting man. that all we're going to get this winter is freezing rain and, and very cold weather. Vancouver weather? In Montreal? Worse than that, because Vancouver doesn't usually get freezing rain. Oh, true, 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 true. Unless true, you're true, up true. in, like, Whistler right. or whatever, yeah. you know? But, like, here we get snow and, yeah. you know, maybe we get, like, the seasonal warms for winter. Mm-hmm. But, no, they're just saying it's going to be cold and freezing rains. That's crazy. Scary, man. It's Imagine, scary. man. Like, what we're doing to this planet is, is changing, man. We have, to, we have to take more care of the planet, man. Like, that, agree, that, that, is that, that, that is God. The planet is God. I agree, man. I, agree. I mean, like, if the planet's going to go on living without us regardless, like, it doesn't really mm-hmm. matter. We're just a disease on the planet. <laughs> We're going to be annihilated and the planet's going to keep going without us. <laughs> all right. So I want to uh, thank you all again for stopping by. It was fun, informative. Yes. And uh, just proud of you guys. Just keep keep building. Don't stop. Don't doubt yourselves. It's going to be hard at first. It's going to be hard later on. It's going to be harder even when you get to grow as much as you want to. But just keep doing it and you're going to see. I think you're going to enjoy yourselves a lot more compared to like working like a regular nine to five or something like that. Because no one wants to work a nine to five. I don't want to work a nine to five. But, you know, I have shit to pay for, too. (laughs) (laughs) But but in the end, no one wants to really work a nine to five. And what you guys are doing is very unique. And I think it's a good way for you guys to build your own brand and be distinctive compared to anyone else. And even if, you know, later on, if you want advertiser or anything like that, they're going to see, oh, you guys are unique. You're the only ones that are doing this. They exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. You, and you guys could build your brand from there. And it's amazing. Thank you. And also just uh, to remind you guys again, it's October 19th, Mutants Back in Action fundraiser. It's at the Belmont. That's Thursday, October 19th, 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. Please, please, please go support. I'm going to be there for sure. So you you get to meet and greet, I guess, if you want, while we watch these performances happen, you know? We will post up, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll post up everything on our, on our website, on links on the website, so you guys can actually go and, and, uh, and sign up to it to go to it, because it's going to be... Buy your tickets. Buy tickets. It's a good cause. It's very positive. These are good people. And um, not lazy people. Like, Don't be <laughs> mad. It's for the kids. Girl <laughs> Flaga. Ask graphics for the kids. So, um, and we're gonna be hosting it too. Man, Ash is hosting the event. Yes. The first time hosting anything, so it's gonna be fun. We're gonna be holding it down on the mics. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, promote promote your um where they where can people reach you? Yes. So, um, you can reach me Ash Graphics, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, A S H G R X P H I C S. That's graphics you can reach me at miralaflaga at miralaflaga.com that's m-i-r-o-l-a-f-l-a-g-a.com it's also the same um instagram is all at miralaflaga twitter the same facebook is also miralaflaga yep. yeah and as you know for us it's don't be mad podcast you can find us on facebook you can go to our website theconnect.ca also find us on Twitter at Don't Be Mad Pod. Uh, where else? Uh, we got the email address. Don't email be address. mad at the connect.ca. And uh, Twitter, yeah, like, Twitter. Like it's Twitter, iTunes. All over. Google iTunes, Play, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn. I myself at Lefty Lucky underscore. You can find me on Twitter. 
And um, at JJNBA, those are all letters. You can find me on Twitter and just message me and talk all your crap. <laughs> and again, thank you so much for having us. Um, me and Ash is very appreciated to the fact that we could have come together today, connect and converse, man. Like, yes. it was pretty dope. Thank you again for allowing us to be part of your segment. Anytime. We thank you guys. Yeah, it was a pleasure to have you guys. The reaching out when we were about to reach out to you, it was just, it just made so much sense. And the fact that the timing worked with the event that you guys are about to be hosting. You know, it's, it's the universe doing what the universe does best, just mm-hmm. bringing people together to make sure that we can push each other forward. So anytime you want to come on, you just let us know we're going to make it happen. And for anybody else that's listening that has anything happening in the city that they need to let the masses know, don't be afraid to get in touch with us as well, because if you're doing something positive in the city, we got to push it forward and we got to keep everything going strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Build a city so no one has to leave for a shitty ass Toronto. So with that being said, everybody, thank you so much for listening. As per usual, you can look out for us in the next coming weeks as we have more people that we're hoping to have come through. And we're just going to keep doing what we do best, which is giving you guys the most unfiltered, unadulterated, best opinionated don't be mad podcast you can ask for and don't get mad at us that's the whole <laughs> yeah please man come on man like yo just, just let me talk my shit in peace please <laughs> all right everyone take care take care everyone love you all <laughs>